the championship season is over and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. We're back with another Luke and Pete shot. It is a Thursday. I do hope you are keeping well. Let me do a quick thing. Uh, look, I've got a, 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 what do you call, what would you call this? It's a temperature. So a check, thermometer. A, a thermometer, but it's um, yeah. a non-contact infrared thermometer. Let's check your head. 36.7. What have I got? 36.8. Whoa, I'm 1%, yeah. well, 10%, no, not Point one percent degree. No, not but one degree. Degree hotter. percent. Yeah, and that's just basically the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah. Don't do your balls. Uh, you're gonna do that. Thirty-four point five. Good. Keep them cool. <laughs> Keep them good. cool. Yeah, that's what the balls hang one. outside the body. That's true. This yeah. is Luca Pizza. I'm Luke. That man over there is Pete, and we're with you twice a week, as you probably know by now, pulling on the nonsense threads of the universe and seeing what happens. Mm. Um, I've got a headline, Peter. Oh. Um, obviously, on Monday, we talked about storming of, of tankers and yep. Mr. Blobby and lighthouses and, and a man who had uh, surgery performed on him by a vet at the age of five um, with his dad's permission. Uh, I'm going to start off the show with a chilling headline that I read earlier this week. It will strike fear into the hearts of us all. Paul McCartney to release solo album written and recorded during lockdown. Oh, good Lord. Get 2020 over with as soon as possible, please. Meet Free Mondays. You can't do it right now, please. Um, wow. <laughs> it's like, it's not what you need, really. And, and, it's, and it's sad because obviously he's had a long time to write his reputation. Uh, he's had so much more time than John Lennon did to write his reputation as uh, the, 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 the best songwriter in, in the Beatles, etc. Um, he's not managed it. <laughs> <laughs> he's had all that time and he's not managed it. I, I I saw him. So Paul McCartney is a legend for what he's contributed to, mm-hmm. to culture. We all know that. Probably like Kanye um, West tune. Ugh. Or the one he did for the video game, whatever the Halo. Was it a Halo song? Yeah. I think he did a, a one for Halo. Did or, he? Yeah. I mean, very good. I mean, it's not just the Beatles that was decent. I mean, Live and Let Die is good. Yeah. Wings are good. That's one, of my, one of my mum's favourite. Yeah. Um, Mull of Kintyre. Frog you know, chorus. The frog chorus, exactly. <laughs> but um, you're right about Macca. He's, uh, the, the thing I don't like about it is whenever you see Macca in public now, one, he, yeah, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I will. Mm. Uh, I'm not punching down here. I'm mm. very much punching up to one of the most powerful men in the world. Mm. Knight of the realm as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm smashing the system here. His face looks strange. I don't, I just he's think not he's, grown into his face well. No. Not like Keith Richards, who looks kind of gnarled <laughs> and not made of wood and quite interesting. Yeah. It's, it, I I can't help but think he still loves a bifter, old uh, Oh, does he? Macca? Yeah, apparently so. And does he? he uh, and, and so Do what you your want. face just goes, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. And the, who in the right mind is going to arrest Macca for, for, for smoking a dupe? No, mate. No one. Mate. But the Nobody. other thing I was going to say, the other thing that makes me unsettled about Macca mm. is that I never feel like I'm that far away from a really long rendition of Hey Jude. And I don't want it. <laughs> I just don't want it. I think he overcooked it at the opening ceremony in 2012. Right. I can't really remember him do it. I can't walk. I can remember Russell Brand on a bus 
Uh, Queen coming out the helicopter. Queen. Oh, the Queen coming out the helicopter. Yeah, that that that, that was. I think we will look back at that and 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 look. I think it was quite unsightly that one. No, that I bit. think I think the 2012 opening ceremony to the Olympics in London was the best, best thing, thing I've done. seen as an adult mm. in this country. Well, it wasn't obsessed with the war, which a lot of kind of like nationalist parades are yeah. uh, which I think is very rare do you think they should have done around the Olympic Stadium a big thing with a missile <laughs> on, a, on a truck uh, yeah definitely because the new Hartlepool United kit with a plumbing spitfire oh, yeah. on it yeah fucking hell Pete would, would the right wing people that you're talking about there the same people we talked about on Monday talking about the SBS mm. would would they have preferred some kind of military type vibe yeah because they were pissed yeah. off from memory they were pissed off about the NHS weren't they what because that was front and centre wasn't yeah, it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, there's no um, you can't kill anyone with a syringe can you well you can I mean <laughs> you, you want to retract that because I mean Howard Shipman yeah <laughs> That is, in many ways, the actual way they kill people with the death yeah, penalty. Good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, so you can do that. It's not as it's not as efficient. You've got do to do one at a time. I think they put a drip in, don't they? And then they I'm inject not, into the into the actual drip itself. I'm not sure. And, and I'll tell you what, it's an interesting discussion because mm. different states who still use it, and mm. bear in mind, it's not used very much at all anymore. I think one someone was put commit, um, committed to death in terms of the actual act being performed recently and that was the first time in a while wasn't it because there's like two different levels there's states do it but then wasn't there one committed to, it was, didn't he get death sentence quite recently in the last few well, weeks well, well murder isn't a federal crime in the US it's mm. a state but, crime but, but so, so I'm fairly certain that someone got committed for a federal like oh, a right. federal crime I, didn't, I, didn't, I, 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 didn't I can't figure it. out I, I don't no, really understand I th- I how think, states work no I think what would have happened in that, I didn't see that story what would have happened then that the federal government might have stepped in and said you can do this now you can do it or the appeal, right now the, please the, appeal, yeah, <laughs> the appeals have been exhausted and, you free uh, Monday please and uh, and um, but what, what I was going to say to you Pete what's interesting or perhaps not interesting you could be the judge is that um, obviously they, different states have used it in different ways mm. so firing squad back in the day and, and electric chair as we all know Um but the the constitution forbids it, essentially. Right. The constitution says uh, rules out cruel. What they what is quoted as cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. But it's been because it's so open to interpretation. It's yeah. basically been done. But but um, what I was going to say to you was, um, wasn't it the woman? What's her name now? The Home Secretary here on Question Time, right? Who said that she was in favour of bringing the death penalty back? Right. And people, some of the people in Question Time were like nodding along. Yeah. It's it's it seems baffling that in pretty uh, Patel that's her name she yeah. escaped my, her name escaped me briefly but yeah so I mean is that a forward step in society I don't think we'd if pretty Patel was never heard of again we so, would never we, we would never care that she ever existed because I'm scared of a referendum because of Brexit let's have a referendum on it before you know it's back <laughs> it's back for every crime yeah. Well, apparently, federal so capital punishment by the United States federal government can be imposed for treason. Mm. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? That would make sense. There'd have to be some bad treason, not like you know. Is there good treason? Doing a, doing a poo in a McDonald's box, you know? Is that it's, treason? It's, it's <laughs> quite treasonous. Pete, I want to talk to you about um, something I found really interesting. Oh, is that so? Uh, I, I might have missed something here, and maybe you can fill me in. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Pete. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. It's unlikely you're going to be able to film me in on this here, but you might be able to. Mm. Do you remember a while back, maybe a few years ago, and because everything's happened since... The answer is cottage cheese. No, no it's not. <laughs> oh, well, shit. No, it's I not. I understand. But, but a while back, and it, I think it's kind of been forgotten because of all the other stuff that's gone on, but a few years ago, there was a massive deal made when a space agency that I can't remember who it was now were able to land a probe on an asteroid. 
That, right, was, a, okay. that was a thing. That was a right? thing, right? Okay. It was massive. Mm. I think, I don't, I, no, my, my detail on this is sketchy, but it had never been done before, mm. right? And everyone was going crazy. I'm pretty sure it was put live on like BBC News 24 or something. <laughs> right. Anyway, if you haven't been across this, this now, according to the BBC website, which I was reading about earlier, this appears to be happening all the time now. What, just d- d- drop in as you like? Yeah. Whenever you fancy. Right. A NASA probe sent to collect rock from an asteroid several hundred million kilometres from Earth has now grabbed so much that the samples are spilling out all over space, <laughs> according to this news story. Big fat it's gone probe. too far. Big fat probe. What? Where, how are they getting that probe back? Big fat probe. Uh, according to the head of the mission, who, by the way, is called Dante Loretta. Nice. What a, what Come a great on. job. And a great name to go with it. A substantial fraction of the required collected mass has been observed escaping... Mm. Um, the probe could not have done better but my big concern now is that the particles are escaping because we're a victim of our own success (laughs) (laughs) measure how much probe you're going to probe and don't over probe thank you I mean it's just it's a shame asteroids are not there to be fucked do you remember when the beagle landed on Mars and it disappeared and that big beardy guy or the long-haired skullet guy mm. got really upset? Uh, it, that was quite sad. It really the, sad. The, the, the messages getting sent back but, from that But thing. mistakes happen, right? <laughs> this is a. I, this feels like an arrogant mistake <laughs> to me. <laughs> your cup over fluff, your probe over yeah. fluff. It's basically got so fat in a restaurant I can't get home. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mr. Crea sort of probes. Um, did you see, uh, did you listen to, I know you guys listen to Pots of America, they had uh, Biden on. Mm. They finally that, yeah. bagged it, and uh, uh, they presented Biden uh, in real time uh, um, Donald Trump's election promises. Oh right! And obviously Biden's was you know universal health care, but mainly um, end you know a search for the vaccine, uh, you know a grown up attempt to to to, to stop the scourge of of COVID nineteen. Um, and uh, Donald Trump's first two was like send someone to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being thrown that curveball. <laughs> No, going, oh, why do no. I even have to deal with it? And the thing is, he's just looking around the room, <laughs> Trump. He's just he's looking around the room going, tables, right? <laughs> tables, we'll do more of them. <laughs> no? Is that more, landed? More Sudafed, no showers. <laughs> yeah, the, shower, the water. Jesus I'll tell you what, taking it to a slightly more um, sort of reflective and, and serious angle, though, if you've, um, if you've, if you get a chance, read the... Uh, extract, which I think it's been published fairly wide or shared fairly widely online, of the chapter of Biden's autobiography or memoir about right. the story of his his wife and his uh, I think a couple of his children, certainly several members of his family, mm. being killed in a car accident when I think he was only about thirty. Right, uh, and um, um, it's just he's been through a lot. Oh, he like. has. It's, it's, it's First of all, it's spectacularly tenderly written. It's, it's a beautiful mm. piece of writing. I, I don't know if he wrote it himself. I mean, maybe he had someone help him. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's and I'm not. This is not meant as a kind of you know preaching to people about who they should vote for because that's not our place as British people. But but what it did say to me, Pete, is it's almost like he, it, the way it was written. It made me feel like how have you even carried on in your life. Mm. Like, I mean, to be younger than us and to have a family and a wife and then be killed and taken from you. Well, this would be my, uh, my supervillain super origin story. Well, exactly, well, that, that, <laughs> you say that flippantly, but that is like people, like ruins people's lives. There, yeah. There'll be millions of people out there who suffered that kind of problem, yeah. that kind of tragedy, who've never gone to achieve anything because their life feels like it's over. Yeah. And for him to go and achieve what he's been able to achieve, mm. whatever you think of it, whatever your political persuasion is, it's incredible. Absolutely mm. incredible. And uh, he, he, had a, he had a son who died separately as well, who served in the forces and then died sadly um, uh, separately from that. 
his life story is very, very interesting. And the compassion I think he's shown is incredible, in my opinion. Mm. To go I, and achieve that is cra- and the, and crazy. And the way that he's kind of, um, he, uh, he, you know, people in the press have, you know, asked a few questions about the Hunter Biden, you know, the fucking laptop and all that bollocks. Yeah. Um, and he was a bit snippy with them. And they were like, oh, I can't believe he's a bit snippy. He's like, yeah. It's his kid, you know. Yeah. It's his son. He, he also said in that interview, didn't he, that he refuses to bring any of Trump's children into it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, running yeah. against Donald Trump's children. I'm running mm. against Donald Trump. It's not how I was raised. I don't do that. I'm not doing it. That and shows a, 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 a decent, uh, a decent uh, reserve uh, that wouldn't be afforded by many people. But I would say that shows a deep reserve of class that will frankly lose him this election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I was going to say to you uh, something else that came into mind that I wanted to run past you because it seems like right up your street. Have you heard the story of um, C.B. Sobolski, the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics? No, and, no, I haven't. And the, so he created an entirely new persona, a Japanese writer, comic writer persona, and ran it as almost like a double life yeah. for years mm. because he was now so high up at Marvel or whatever it may be. He wasn't getting his yeah. uh, his cheapies. He yeah. wasn't getting his thrills. And it was a cause of great controversy because, of course, it was talking, there was talk about cultural appropriation because yeah. he denied that it was him for years. And um, he got he was really successful yeah. as a writer of, Jap- a Jap- in quotes, a Japanese writer uh, alongside um, what he was doing generally. And he even made out that he was friends with this guy and that he could vouch for him, even though no one had met him. And he would right. email him from different email addresses and stuff. And he's still editor-in-chief of Marvel. And I wondered, <laughs> because I think he was a Japanophile, because I think he knew quite a lot about the culture, mm. and he was obviously, obviously well entrenched in comic books. Is that not, should that not be a bigger kind of controversy than it was? I don't know. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think uh, cultural appropriation kind of especially when you're talking about like uh, comics and superheroes it's a fairly modern phenomenon like you're not you're not trading off the the shogun stories of 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 of, of you know um years gone by in 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 feudal japan and stuff like that so so you would argue that the the the, the, Jap- the, the japanese uh, comics kind of found their way um thanks to uh, being on the back of, of no, but of, I think of, he did employ stuff. kind of stereotypes. He did include like samurai and ninja uh, and stuff okay, in, in right, it, okay. and um, people, yeah. some people have accused him of a a phrase that I don't even know I'm allowed to say on this show, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, of yellow facing, it's called. Yeah, okay. Is that a thing where you? I guess you just. I guess you have it with any any yeah. kind of uh, culture. So, yeah. so he he said that I stopped writing under the pseudonym Akira Yoshida after about a year. It wasn't transparent. Christian, obviously. Yeah, I know. He said he was he was young and naive and all this other stuff. But he's still editor in chief of Marvel. I just thought it was quite an interesting kind of story. I mean, to be, I mean, if you look at like a lot, I mean, how long has it taken to have? How long has Marvel taken to make a, a film with, with the Black Panther franchise and stuff like that? I wouldn't say in the grand scheme, is they're probably one of the one of the less progressive uh, companies in the in the world. Would that be fair? I don't know. I don't know enough about comics. See, I don't know if you, you love comics. I don't love comics in the slightest. You love all that I like kind of stuff. Beanos. I like the Beanos back. <laughs> Were you Beano or Dandy? Beano. I was Beano as well. Yeah, Dandy. Dandy's just had a desperate Dan. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else they had. Well, Calam- the f- Calamity James would kind of... I used to like Calamity James because it looked dirty. There was mushrooms growing out of the ground and, and stinky cheese and stuff like that and dirty I rats I don't even know Calamity stuff. James was. It was quite a, re- it was quite a late 80s kind of uh, cartoon, but the, the, the artist um, who, who drew them... And, and obviously, like not knowing anything about comics, I, I'm always blown away by the fact that the, that one person writes the story and the other yeah, person kind of... Art, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and I always just thought it was just done by one person or two people. Like, But yeah. The only comics... I read... I used to read... Um, the Beano 
my friend, my best friend, when I was a kid that used to be a big Beano man. But I don't really know anyone who got the dandy. I never really got no. into it. I, can't, I couldn't remember any characters other than Desperate Dan. Whereas the Beano, you've got quite a few different ones. I like the numbskulls. I like the idea of loads of um, little humans, little sort of creatures living in your head. <laughs> I remember those. Were they dandy? I think they were dandy. Okay, yeah. I do remember yeah. those. They're the, are they the only ones I really gave a shit about. Did you read uh, Viz? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's when you're a bit there. older, though, yeah. Eight years, my favourite. Just a drunk dad who just loves, who just will just constantly ruin his own life because he loves cheap lager. <laughs> Why does that speak to you particularly? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. You're not a cheap lager man, though. Are you? You're kind of a continental lager man, are you? Yeah, but continental lager is quite che- like a Tisky or a Tisky or a um, Stella. But you're not a like Katie. You're not a Foster's like Katie. No, because it just doesn't taste very nice. You know something? You get a six percenter and a taste of something. Taste of Scary rocket taste fuel, yeah. right? <laughs> Lager boy. Um, yeah, so I, I was um, I wasn't really a Viz. Do you know the, the guy who created Viz mm. had a second like limited ish career managing musical artists? Right. Okay. I don't yeah. think any of his artists ever really did anything, but that was like his thing after a while. I, I I used to love um there was an, there was another one that was kind of like remember those ones that were like zit uh, they were called like mm. zit and puke mm. and they were just kind of like shit versions of viz, viz but yeah. it skewed a little bit younger it wasn't quite as quite as grown up it, I know viz aren't very grown up but it, you know they, they had the funny letters but, page but, and stuff but, like that yeah viz, viz had like a satirical yeah. element to it didn't yeah, it yeah exactly so I think I'd, always get, I'd always get private eye and viz and that would be my um, train journey up to Hartlepool <laughs> I still get private I still get private eye now but the um, I've, I've been uh, I've, I've been in viz a couple of times with cartoons I never managed to get in private eye though have you been in Viz? Toffs. Bloody what, Toffs. What do you mean you're in Viz? I think I may, I, I think I, I, I definitely was in once. I maybe twice. Got to pay 50 quid. Love your job. What for? Just a little cartoon I did. Little, little, um. Why don't little you tell advert. me these things? A little pastiche of an advert. It was like, it was called Broadband Milk. How did you send it And in? it was like the, the milk would come out too quick because it was broadband. <laughs> it was broadband milk. How did you submit it? Just sent it on, on email. And they went, oh, there you go. Is your, your 50 quid? I think it was, or maybe 25. I can't remember. But, and what, um, what was the other one? I can't remember what the other one was. I cannot remember. Uh, it might have been... <laughs> I remember that, actually. It might have been... Remember the film Shutter Island? Yeah. It's just Leonardo DiCaprio. And it said Shutter Island. It's just shits everywhere. And he goes, this island is disgusting. That was 2010. Shutter Island. You were 30 years old then. Yeah, who cares? I didn't know Viz was still going then. Viz is still going to this very day. Online you know? earlier, right? I'm, I once met the um, the two writers. There was a celebration of all things Viz at the Comic Museum in uh, uh, Bloomsbury. Um, and me and Mark Haynes from 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 WrestleMe uh, went down uh, probably about God seven years ago now. And um, the two writers of the I think the drunk drunken bakers, you know, right. they are just kind of always pissed. They're always putting too much sherry in it, and they're just always pissed, and they don't really know what they're doing, and they never cook they cook the cakes right because they they're, they're pissed. And um, one of the writers genuinely lived up to their to their reputation. Right, just based just, themselves. Absolutely wanked. It was yeah. brilliant. You'd expect that, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. But just being able being able to hold down a pretty popular uh, a pretty popular uh, cartoon, you just sort of go, wow, jeez, you can really. You guys I can't can really believe perform. you've contributed to Viz. Yeah, it's it's, it's an open uh, house. You do something that they like, and how many likes are you going to continue to hide under a bushel? <laughs> I've learned new things about you every day. All right, well, I contemplate that and get used to the idea of Pete being a published Viz. Contributor. Contributor. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do some more of your emails. Don't go anywhere. The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it? 
to the Premier League. And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. And we're back. This is the Luke and Pete Show. Part two of two of the week yeah. of the 26th. <laughs> Get confused. Hey, temperature check. 36.5. You've gone up one, one, one note, haven't you? I've gone down a bit. You're 36.9. You've gone up. I, I, 36.9. That's, that's, heading for, that's heading for trouble, isn't it? The, 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 nah, you're right. The only thing is that um, if you get a new gadget in the office, you're, you're automatically going to do something with the it. The batteries will be dead by this time. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got an email here from Lars. And, uh, Lars Sivertsen? No, it's Ramble, not Lars uh, Mailbag. Lars Sivertsen, uh, on the continent. Yeah, but they do a mail yeah, do, shop yeah. programme yeah. for Pitching, don't they? Yeah, Lars is a, is a legend, but it's a different Lars. I love Lars. And apparently there's a lot of people in Scandinavia called Lars. Who'd have mm. thought it? Um, he says, uh, hello, fellows. The email about getting drunk on redeemable drinks coupons reminded me of my brief stint as a pizza driver in the summer of 2003. So do you remember that email? They would write on the back of the coupon if someone wasn't having alcohol, they'd add alcohol to it and they'd drink it themselves. Great scheme. Um, email us in about schemes. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. My friend, Rob Reason, great name, was actually a, uh, a pizza delivery driver as well. And he used to... Um, I mean, I've actually named him now, so I'm not going to say that. But it was great having someone who was a pizza delivery driver as your friend. Anyway, mm. um, Lars says, being a young student home for the summer, I and a few friends worked um, for the local pizza place. The pizza was good. The camaraderie was good. The sour cream and garlic sauce was amazing. Hello. But the pay was shit. Yeah, we devised a scheme to skim a bit off the top of the sour cream sauce. Love that. Sense an opportunity. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> when customers called into order, we wrote their order down on a slip and handed it to the pizza cooks who made the pizza. Straightforward enough. Mm. Customers would often specify they wanted pizza sauce or sour cream sauce, and if they did, we wrote it down on the slip. All the order slips were returned at the end of our shift to make sure everything was accounted for. However, if the customer didn't explicitly order sour cream sauce, it wouldn't be on the slip. Right. The sauce cost about £1.50. Scandinavia, right? So it's mm. pretty expensive. Every time we delivered a pizza, we asked them if they wanted sour cream sauce as well, and most of the people did. And if they did, they would pay cash, which we would pocket. <sighs> Over an evening shift, this would normally result about 10 to £20 extra cash in our personal registers. Since we put the sour cream sauce in the small containers from a giant vat, it was po- impossible to cross-check exactly how much sour cream sauce went missing, <laughs> but we made sure to register some of them in order to keep the bosses off our garlicky sour cream scent. Keep up the good work. Regards, Lars. I like it. I, d- I think anything like that where um, it's not really quantifiable, but y- y- after a while you would notice that the, the, the sour cream and the, uh, the garlicky nonsense was, wasn't going down. Well, they'd certainly notice it if you're eating it yourself. <laughs> the first thing I'm doing is I'm smelling breath. I am smelling breath. I've, I've, I, I cook a lot more than, than I used to. And it's I not difficult, have, is it? I know. Right? <laughs> um, and uh, I'm using like an obscene amount of garlic, garlic salt, garlic pepper. Everything's got garlic in it. So yeah. I, must, I must absolutely honk at the moment. Garlic is a good... Um, it's just the best. Yeah, it's, it's got I always, everything. I use, my wife and I tend to use garlic in most things. Yeah. <laughs> have you got? Have you got an email there, Peter? Got an email there uh, from. Please don't use my name. 
Caught it, didn't I? Caught well it, mate. Thank you're, you. You're improving. I'm learning. Um, hi, Luke and Pete. Bear with me. This story is definitely worth your time. It's a story of a vendetta, and we all love a vendetta slash revenge story. Your ongoing chat about the antics of supermarket workers is particularly relevant to me as I work in a big superstore as a store colleague. Can, is, that, is that a thing? When I worked, a at, Asda, when I worked at Asda, I used to call you colleagues. It was just like a stalker. That was the, your title. I'm a store colleague. So it'd be, could a colleague please come to whatever? Uh, yeah. I think it's to try and make you feel like you're not being shat kind of, on. Kind of shit muncher. Come yeah. to clean up the sick. Because I used to do, um, oh, my my um, my department at Asda for a bit was dairy. Nice. So I had to start at six. Milk boy. To get the milk in. Because no. I'll tell you, my friend, so the same friend who did the sausage roll scheme, which I talked to you about before, mm. he used to work in fruit and veg, right? Mm. And he would start really early and I would start really early. You see early. lots of spiders? Yeah, you used to get occasionally big tropical spiders. Ooh, yeah, you used to get cool like someone it. in. Yeah, don't it like it. But Pete, I forgot to tell you this. So the warehouse at the back of this supermarket yeah. was massive. And one side was dairy. And the other side was fruit and veg. And yeah. they were the two items. So we get the bakers, but they kind of were starting, they were working through the nights. So they weren't really yeah. in the warehouse bit. Uh, it's not even a warehouse. It's kind of a goods yard that was covered. Yeah. I'm at one end with the dairy, bringing mm. the milk in from the chillers and off the vans, the lorries. And he's at the other end with the fruit and veg. Mm. Right. Because he did not give a single shit about anything. He was mm. one of those people. Yeah. He essentially used to unilaterally decide that we were having some kind of like torpedo bombardment war <laughs> and every time I walked out into the good because it would just be me and him and it would be winter so it would be dark pepper it would be kumquats fucking grapes Ooh, I bet kum- apples to kumquat like apple just bombarding you like, and I, I remember he once hit me not hit me hit the little trolley of milk I think it was like was something ridiculous, like a coconut or something. <laughs> and it knocked a load of milk out the trolley, which smashed all over the floor. <laughs> and he was gone. And Brilliant. I had nothing back to throw back at him. Yeah. And all I could had to throw back at him was a little packs of butter. Yeah, not good enough. Nah. Really. nah. If it hits you, it's going to hurt if it's, if it's a de- de- decent size. but So that's kind of stuff it used to... How he got away with that and how he didn't get busted for kind of spillage or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, you've, you had to mention a kumquat. I'm genuinely salivating at the idea but of They come in those little hard shells. If you get pings with a kumquat, oh, a kumquat isn't it? if you, you no, no, I'm not thinking of a kumquat. I'm right. thinking of a lychee. Oh right, it yeah, comes yeah. with a prickly shell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, carry on. They're quite light lychees, I would say. I yeah, you probably get a handful of them. Anyway, like only, only two weeks ago, uh, please don't use my name. Says uh, one of my colleagues. I'm not going to name it for reasons that will come clear. Got into a huge argument with the general store manager, the big boss, on a Tuesday. I'm not too clear on the finer details of why this argument happened, but it was so heated end up with a colleague handing in his notice in with his uh, huh. final shift uh, taking place on Friday. He came and went for his uh, final shift, but little did we know he'd carried out one final attack on the store. For some to understand this story, I need to tell you a few basic things about how the store takes stock of everything. The computer systems it uses uh, generate uh, picks for the workers to get from the back on the top of the shelves and put onto the shop floor. It does this uh, using the information from what has been delivered, what's been binned up to the top store back room and how many times it's been sold how many oh it's, it's it called just in time isn't it yeah, yeah yeah it's a fairly accurate system with every colleague having access to it through the guns called tc70s we use these to scan the items to tell a computer what's been on uh, what's been put on the uh, on the top stock on saturday morning i came into work started my shift as usual taking a gun and started to pick items from the shop floor almost immediately i realized there were hardly any items to pick usually around 300 in the morning but only six had appeared on the gun i told my manager and he said he'd look into it every night a report is generated regarding the stock how many items are picked, how many binned items, etc. 
And on the report, it said that uh, aisles uh, 3 to 29 had been audited. This means the stock over the top of the aisles had been wiped from the system, even though when we looked up on the top, there was still a fair amount of stock there. Over £25,000 of stock had been wiped from the system by someone. They checked the cameras to see if they could see anyone scanning barcodes at the top of each aisle uh, to wipe them, and they couldn't see anything. They decided to check the login of who'd audited the aisles, and it was indeed uh, a line manager who never in that right mind would do such a thing. He was asked about it, and he said he hadn't authorised it, but he did give the gun to someone at the time the audit had started. Who is that someone? Why, of course, it was the disgruntled colleague on his last ever shift. They checked the cameras in a section, and there he was, in plain sight, sat behind a counter, typing the aisle numbers in manually, and wiping the store stock from the comfort of an office chair. <laughs> what makes it even better that he was uh, officially no longer an employee of the company, so they couldn't do anything about it? Surely not. Wow. Surely that's not the case. That's a loophole. That's corporate espionage at yeah, best. Yeah. I hope he's got a non-competing uh, Aldi, <laughs> or whoever else it was. Um, I've wondered what made him so angry to hold a grudge grudge for three days and then totally fuck our system up I know it's a long story but hopefully it'll make you laugh slash angry it didn't make me angry random person stay positive and test negative says uh, yeah. the anonymous texter emailer um, um, yeah that is petty isn't it 25 grand's worth of petty though yeah when, when, when um, the lockdown first started happening I, I remember reading that this just in time supply chain which he talks mm. about I think that's what it is it's it's all like, automated so back, where, back in the day when I was working in a supermarket whatever in the nineties, yeah, it, I think it, it was nowhere as sophisticated as that. Yeah, but what meant what what the point I'm getting to is that when the pandemic happened, and for all of a sudden people started hoarding toilet rolls, the whole thing's automated. If you got Sainsbury's have got like five million stores, yeah. if everyone starts buying toilet roll from you know Sainsbury's local West Norwood, it triggers the system, mm. and they start delivering shitloads of it. The system sounds like this. Yeah, and and because people need the toilet roll, people need the toilet roll. Yeah, yeah. and that's not such a big deal when it comes to toilet roll because it's not um it's not um what's it called um spoilable. Mm. But if it was like everyone was everyone was one of the kumquats hoarding kumquats. Yeah, you could. I mean, it's going to be an issue. Come on, feel the noise. They'd be shouting. Yeah, kumquat. Interesting mm. stuff, mate. I think yeah. we can all agree. Know, right? um, finally, Mal, um, we'll squeeze in before we go from Bryce, who I think is a regular emailer. He says on the topic of conspiracy theories the back of a recent episode. Here's one that may pique your interest. The the Denver airport in Colorado is apparently teeming with conspiracy. Did you know that? Uh, No. Is this Denver, Colorado? Did you say Denver, Colorado? I did say Denver. You've been to Denver, haven't you? I've been to Denver. I loved it. Did you? Loved it! Okay, for some, you, re- for some reason, um, Denver Airport is teeming with conspiracy theories. From a oh. demonic horse statue that famously killed its sculptor prior to completion, to underground tunnels and buildings holding the <laughs> deepest secrets of the world's elite <laughs> and hidden propaganda of the New World Order and the looming apocalypse. And I thought I- they were a bit of a swing state, Colorado. <laughs> Uh, I thought they were going to. I thought they were, there was a chance it might go. Um, I'm not sure. It might go blue. But um, Bryce says um, I've attached an article for additional information, but that's a general rundown. I mean. I'm not really sure why Denver Airport is is con- particularly uh, uh, open to conspiracies. Did, mm. you, did you spot anything when you were there, Pete? No, just a lot of snow. Um, some great dive bars. Love a dive bar. Uh, yeah. How not, would you nothing... describe a dive bar? One that's just playing um, pulp on the jukebox? No, just a, no. It'd just be like uh, you'd have a wooden um, Native American uh, chief. Uh, in the corner, I basically just having big. I went to Big Reds in Holloway Road over the weekend, and it mm. got it closed down. You know, it used to be an IRA pub back in the day, mm. um, on on Holloway Road, and it became a, a kind of rock bar. And they closed it down because the uh, I think the, the the landlord evicted them, or the landlord certainly um, put the rent up too high. The rent is too damn high. Yeah, and they left, and basically whoever's taking it over 
uh, either the people who own the actual uh, building itself or someone else, uh, they have rebranded it to Big Reds. <laughs> oh, really? The exact same name. Uh, and they've kind of kept this general aesthetic. They don't have quite so many uh, crappy 70s um, tin, uh, tin adverts for stuff, uh, but they have got a big motorbike they've winched onto the ceiling. So it it's kind of a more... Pros cor- and cons. It's a corporate version of what was there before, and it's not attracted the uh, the, the same clientele. Do you still go there? Uh, well, I, I went and visited for the first time. I thought it was closed down forever, but yeah. I, thought, I don't care who... Because to be honest, it was quite hard when you wear... I like wearing a suit on a, on, on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. I like wearing a suit most days, but when it's cold. And uh, they wouldn't let me in frequently because, you know, they went, oh, they, you're just going to cause trouble. Yeah, what with is your the, suit? What is with that? Mm, you would wilder. never cause trouble. No. Well, you don't ever cause trouble to yourself. And I think it's important no, that we make that clear. Exactly, yeah. You, are you going to cause trouble? Yes, I am. But yeah. it'll only be to my own, <laughs> my own kind of well-being. Yeah. Um, I just checked while you were talking about that, and um, Colorado has got a, a democratic governor, right? And is uh, split down the middle yeah. in terms of representation in the House and the Senate. So um, hot dog. Yeah, there you go. It might be a, a conversational hot potato for another time. Mm. If anyone out there listening, in fact, we should probably get um our pilot contingent um pilot neil and all the mm. other guys to um get in touch and see if they've if they've flown into denver yeah did anything untoward happen yeah um, i'm fairly certain one of our pilots does ba because i had a little cursory google about them they do yeah it doesn't do anything at the moment no i follow i follow pilot neil on, on instagram do you um yeah he's not how do you find much. him um i think he just i think i just put two just and two together. Put yeah. <laughs> together i'm not gonna put his name out on here because okay. I, I don't know it. it so i couldn't I, so pilot neil, your, 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 your name is secret if any of us, we, we, for those who don't listen regularly, you should know that we have a very, very strong um, caucus and contingent of uh, pilots listening in. Oh, me too. Thank you. Because I played a full two hours of, I was doing a bit of work, but it just required me to listen to something. And I played a full two hours of Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, and I flew from Haneda Airport uh, to, I think I was going to Osaka. How'd you get on? Crashed in Corfu. Did you? I wanted to take a little. I wanted to take a closer look at That's the, uh, the, at the so ground. You've not got the attention span. You haven't got the attention span. All the, all the, I was the, looking at event for a Kofu's uh, stadium, and I crashed my uh, Boeing. If I can't, if I, I should have gone for a more nippier aircraft. Quite frankly, I can't. Can you choose whatever aircraft you want? Uh, within reason, I think you can probably get DLC and, and extra packs and stuff. But but the the the, the, the new thing of Microsoft Flight Simulator is it constantly streams in data, so it's the most um, detailed uh, bit of ground mapping. Yeah, but that's stuff. not the game for you though, because you haven't got the attention span. Well, I have got the attention span, but I'm I'm attending to the wrong thing. Start I'm trying with to look London at the... to Edinburgh or something. <laughs> yeah. London to Dublin. No, Quick because one. the first thing I did was fly into Shibuya to see if the Shibuya crossing was there, and it is kind of there. Dublin would be a good one because it's really windy there. Yep. That'd be a good one mm. for you. Anyway, um, if you had, if you are, if, whether you're a pilot or not, yeah. but you've got any experience with Denver Airport <laughs> and the conspiracy theories around it, we'll share the uh, link on the uh, Twitter, which is at Luke and Pete Show. You can give it a bash and mm. let us know what you think. Uh, get in touch with us about anything you've heard today or anything you'd like us to discuss in the future. The email address is hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. That's all from us for now. We'll have a lovely weekend. We hope you do too. And we'll see you on Monday. Anything to say, Pete? I might not have a lovely weekend, quite frankly. Uh, start as you mean to go on. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. The championship season is over and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. 
who will make it to the Premier League and who will be left heartbroken at Wembley. Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg and in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs and share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.